Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. A Virginia Democrat warns there could be more cuts to telework options at more agencies. After Congressman Jerry Connolly met White House officials to express his concern about reduced telework policies, he says he fears the administration's new policy for the Education Department may be a sign of things to come. In May, the Education Department told its employees they'll have to be in the office four days a week starting in October. The Agriculture Department also scaled back its telework policy earlier this year. GSA begins its planning to take on the new services under the administration's reorganization plan. Mary Davey, the deputy commissioner of GSA's Federal Acquisition Service, is taking on more responsibilities by leading the agency's reform efforts. Federal News Radio confirms Davey is heading up an internal task force to determine what it will take to bring the HR solutions and the health and retirement services from the Office of Personnel Management to GSA. The Trump administration is proposing to move these services from OPM as part of the government-wide reform initiative. I'm Jason Miller. A bipartisan group of senators introduced a bill to fix the National Park Service's maintenance backlog. The Restore Our Parks Act would set up a restoration fund to help address the Park Service's $12 billion backlog of unaddressed projects. The bill was brought forth by Senators Mark Warner, Angus King, Rob Portman, and Lamar Alexander. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke has come out in support of the bill. New guidance for agencies on improper payments as the Office of Management and Budget updates Circular A-123 to reflect a more streamlined, comprehensive approach to improper payments. OMB Director Mick Mulvaney says it's intended to give agencies more incentives to improve payment integrity and their handling of the Do Not Pay initiative. OMB last updated its improper payment guidance in 2014. The House Armed Services Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee is looking into the security clearance process. Members of the committee were briefed earlier this week by the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the Defense Security Services, and the National Background Investigations Bureau on plans to reduce the security clearance backlog and what efficiencies are being put in place. The administration is building on new ideas it developed for reforming the security clearance process to create a five-year strategy. An update on performance.gov shows the security executive agent and suitability executive agent held a two-day summit to gather new ideas to change how agencies handle background investigations. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence also issued new guidelines for implementing continuous evaluation. A veteran of federal law enforcement takes on what might be the toughest job in Washington. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Ronald Vitello has been named deputy director and acting director of U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He moves over from Customs and Border Protection, where he was acting deputy commissioner. A Homeland Security Department release says Vitello started as a Border Patrol agent in 1985. He replaces acting director Tom Homan. The moves come as ICE finds itself in the political crossfire of the immigration debate. I'm Tom Temin. Rafael Sanchez, the former chief counsel for Immigration and Custom Enforcement's Office of Principal Legal Advisor, gets four years in prison for using the identities of numerous undocumented immigrants to open lines of credit. The Justice Department says he also was ordered to pay nearly $200,000 in restitution. The NSA says it's deleting all of the records it received since 2015, the year that Congress overhauled the way it collects metadata about phone calls. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The changes required call detail records on Americans to be stored by phone companies themselves and only sent to NSA with court approval. But the agency says it's found irregularities in the data, suggesting it got a hold of information Congress never authorized. NSA didn't identify the specific problem, but said it's so widespread that it can't be fixed without purging all the metadata it's collected over the 
the past three years. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. And Lieutenant General Scott Miller is confirmed as commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan by the Senate. He currently serves as the chief of the Joint Special Operations Command. He also served as the commanding general for the U.S. Army Maneuver Center. Miller will take the place of General John Nicholson, who has been commanding U.S. forces in Afghanistan since 2016. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.